Hi, this is David Flowers, Senior Pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third-way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S. and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a parishioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. As Pastor Melissa said, I am not David Flowers, senior pastor of the Grantham Church. I am John Yates, who came to pastor this church about a decade ago and served until about a half dozen years ago when Pastor David Flowers came to be our senior pastor. After about four years as your pastor and another six years worshiping here, my message to you is the Grantham Church is a good church. I didn't expect that. That came completely out of nowhere, I'm sorry. Our abilities and ministries and commitments are amazing. I would estimate that about a third of you are new to the Grantham Church, so new that you do not remember me as your pastor, and that's good. (laughs) I mean that's good in that we have so many new worshipers. That is good. But although we have reached out into our community, we are still an Anabaptist Brethren in Christ church. We affirm that members must believe in Jesus for their salvation. But in addition to being born again, we believe that that new birth After that new birth, we'll live a life of following Jesus. The God who looks like Jesus, as Pastor David has said so many times to us. Pastor David's vision is very close to our brethren in Christ tradition, but also speaks to people in our community and draws new people to the God who looks like Jesus. Pastor David asked me to preach on our core values in preparation for this coming week of prayer and fasting. The theme for this week is identity in action. Our denomination has provided a devotional to help keep Jesus central by practicing our core values. The devotional is available from the Brethren in Christ website You need three things. I should have put this on the slide, but I didn't. You need three things. Brethren in Christ U.S., just one word. Brethren in Christ, B-I-C-U-S, B-I-C-U-S. 2023, if you don't want last year's, 2023, and week of prayer and fasting. B-I-C-U-S, 2023, week of prayer and fasting. And if you can't find it, ask your granddaughter or your grandson. 
Well, what are these Brethren in Christ core values that we are called to practice this week? Nearly a quarter of a century ago, 51 people from throughout the Brethren in Christ North America gathered to answer a simple question, critical question. What are our most central beliefs and how do we articulate them? After three days of lively discussion and spirit-filled debate, they emerged with 10 core values. Now, because 10 is too many for one week, we are focusing on the first five this year. And because 10 is too many for one sermon, I will focus on those Brethren in Christ core values that are focused in our week of prayer and fasting today. I'm not projecting the scripture this morning, so you may want to open a pew Bible or get a Bible on your phone, or just listen carefully as I refer to a number of scriptures. Let's pray together for the Spirit to lead us. Lord, tell us what we need to know and show us what we ought to do in order to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow the God who looks like Jesus, through whom we pray. Amen. This week, our theme is identity in action. Our identity in Christ is the basis for every action that we take as followers of Jesus. Indeed, around the world, Brethren in Christ emphasize keeping Jesus at the center of all of life. Our director of Brethren in Christ World Missions, Jonathan Lloyd, affirms that Brethren in Christ are practicing our core values by meeting practical needs of refugees, teaching them to discern the voice of Jesus. Brethren in Christ are ministering to ex-prisoners and their families, leading them to depend on Jesus for strength needed to build a new relationship, a new life outside of prison. And Brethren in Christ are listening to Jesus and making significant career shifts to follow his leadership into missions. Brethren in Christ around the world are keeping Jesus center in all of life. Well, how do we do that in our community? Our core values are very relevant to our society today. The first Brethren in Christ core value is experiencing God's love and grace. We value the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Timothy 1.15, Paul says, this is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Brethren in Christ, in affirm the importance of sinners, like all of us, coming into relationship with Jesus. When I was growing up, we held revival services every evening for two weeks in both the spring and the fall. Services were followed by long altar calls where persons repented of their sins and followed Jesus. 
Meetings lasted quite late when kids like me needed to get up for school the next day. In more recent years, Brethren in Christ replaced those revival meetings with more personalized practices like Four Spiritual Laws, Coral Ridge Evangelism Program, Home Bible Study, Lay Witness Mission, Billy Graham Crusades, Youth for Christ, Young Life, Promise Keepers, Third Way, Toronto Blessing. All of those movements to bring people into relationship with Jesus received support from Brethren in Christ. Messiah College faculty member David Weaver Zerker concludes, rarely does a promise of evangelical renewal come along that some Brethren in Christ pastor and or congregation does not adopt as the solution to perceived spiritual lethargy. Brethren in Christ are interested in sinners coming to faith in Jesus and believers being revived in their faith. But our culture does not like or use the word sinners. Some of you are probably uncomfortable with it there. We're not sinners. We don't need God's salvation. We're good enough on our own without it. But without a recognition of our sin, there is no gospel, no good news of God's forgiveness of our sin. At Grantham, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That is gospel. Ron Bowl, Bishop, there we go. Um, Ron Bowl, bishop in Kansas, says, evangelism of sinners and discipleship of new followers of Jesus have always been important to the brethren in Christ. His Kansas churches practice that. They reach out into the world with a rock and roll church for people my age, a hip-hop rap church for people under 40, a cowboy church complete with Christian rodeos, they even have an extra sanctuary where they incubate new churches. The Bluegrass Church didn't go. <laughs> but I told my brother Ron Bowl, if the Brethren in Christ had not years ago been doing what they are doing today, my parents might never have found the faith and I might not be a follower of Jesus today. Brethren in Christ have always focused on helping sinners experience God's love and grace. Our second core value is believing the Bible. Indeed, we value the Bible as God's authoritative word, study it together, and build our lives on its truth. Bishop Lynn Thrush illustrates this from Acts 17, where Paul is talking to a group in Berea about Jesus. The Bereans are so open and eager to receive God's truth that they closely examine the scriptures to make an informed response to what they hear. Bishop Lynn reminds us that according to Acts 17:12, many Bereans believed that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. And we, brethren in Christ, 
have always followed the example of the Bereans who believed the Bible. Our Confession of 1881 states this well. We believe that the Holy Bible, the Old and New Testaments, are the written Word of God. Indeed, the Brethren in Christ affirmed the Protestant Reformers' emphasis on sola scriptura, the sole authority of Scripture over reason and experience and tradition. Brethren in Christ leader in the 19th century, Levi Blukenbuch, noted the determination of the followers to reject all creeds and stand on the authority of Scripture with special attention to the New Testament as the fullest, highest level of God's self-revelation. We, brethren in Christ, have articles of faith and doctrine to guide us, but they are always secondary to the Bible as our source of truth. Our core value, believing the Bible, is rooted in 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is God-breathed. And many churches stop there and spend their time arguing about what God-breathed means. Does it mean inerrancy? Does it mean infallibility? For them, the Bible becomes an article of faith rather than a guidebook for life as it is for the Brethren in Christ. Brethren in Christ did not stop with all Scripture is God-breathed. They assumed that, and they went on to focus on the rest of 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is useful for rebuking, teaching, correcting, and training in righteousness so that God's servant may be fully equipped for every good work. Although our forefathers never heard the words inerrancy or infallibility, if they had, they would likely have responded, doesn't matter whether you believe the Bible is inerrant and infallible, if you don't value the Bible as God's Word, study it together and build our lives on its truth. Our bishop, Heather Beatty, yes, the brethren in Christ have had two women bishops. One is our bishop right now, and the other is a former pastor of the Grantham Church, Pauline Pfeiffer. Bishop Heather says, for as long as we have been a family of believers, we have prioritized studying together as we seek to submit our lives to the authority of Scripture. Today we continue together for preaching. Families and friends discuss the Word of God around the dinner table and in small groups. We discern our responses to culture in light of biblical truth. The Bible is our source book for life, our guidebook for life. Our third core value is worshiping God. We value heartfelt worship that is God-honored, honoring, spirit-directed, and life-changing. For the brethren in Christ, Worship requires community. Private devotional life is important, but never at the expense of gathering for worship. Some evangelical, church, some evangelical Christians see the church as only the invisible group of all the persons in the world who have accepted Christ as their Savior. 
For them, worship with other Christians strengthens their personal spiritual faith. They transcend their personal faith, but it's not essential. They can worship alone or with family or in the woods or even on the golf course. While brethren in Christ agree with this invisible idea of the church being the gathering of all believers in the world, we emphasize the church as the visible gathering of the people of God to worship like we are doing this morning. The church is our brothers and sisters worshiping together here at Grantham. The Brethren in Christ began as a house church. Actually, that's a picture of General Conference. We held services in barns and houses. The congregation divided into two face-to-face groups, men on one side, women on the other, with the ministering brethren in the middle. This arrangement permitted a family-like setting in which members shared spiritual experiences, listened to the exposition of scriptures, practiced the ordinances of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and feet washing, and prayed and shared life together. After a hundred years, the Brethren in Christ began holding services in, I'm sorry, after a hundred years, meeting houses were designed to accommodate worship services. Those first buildings were plain frame or brick structures, rectangular, with women entering one of the doors and men the other to sit on opposite sides of the church. Ministers officiated at a table on the floor level along the back side of the wall in the picture here. Focus was always on the people, not the clergy. Music has always been central in Brethren in Christ worship. You're carrying on a good tradition. Congregational singing unaccompanied by an instrument, sorry about that, played a significant role in the early Brethren in Christ worship. Boy, I would miss, well, okay. Um, Services included songs, prayers, Bible readings, as well as preaching, relating of Christian experiences, and the services often lasted as long as four hours. Our worship has changed over the years, but hopefully it is still God-honoring, spirit-directed, and life-changing. Bishop Warren Huffman reminds us that we have just come through Advent and Christmas when churches mobilize musicians, actors, singers, readers to announce the wondrous good news of Jesus' birth, like the glorious lessons and carols service we had here at Grantham. In spring, we will renew this celebration of the good news in the weeks of Lent and Easter, when we observe the death and resurrection of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. The good news of Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection is the heart of our worship all year long, in every season, as we sing and declare the good news of the transforming, 
Jesus transferring of the world through the miracle of his birth, the example of his life, and the power of his death and resurrection. Whatever style worship is, heartfelt, God-honoring, and spirit-directed, and life-changing. Our fourth core value is following Jesus. We value a wholehearted obedience to Jesus Christ through the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, those who would come after me must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Brethren in Christ are not only interested in getting people to accept Jesus as Savior. We are also deeply committed to making him the Lord of our lives, following Jesus every day. Jesus' followers have always been called disciples, and a disciple is someone who aspires to be like his teacher, who closely resembles his mentor's footsteps, who closely follows his mentor's footsteps. The Fairland Church that I pastored in Lebanon County was on the cutting edge of movements to help children to follow Jesus. In the early 20th century, I wasn't there then, they started the first Sunday school in the town of Cleona, and the other churches came to their Sunday school. Years later, the Loyola Tears Sunday school class started Kenbrook Bible Camp which continues to nurture youth, young and old, to follow Jesus. Today, the Brethren in Christ in Pennsylvania, this side of the Susquehanna River, started Christian Retreat Center and Roxbury Camp, where we disciple people and demonstrate to congregations like ours how to help people be followers of Jesus. Today, when we talk about discipling persons, we often focus on adult discipleship. I am coming to believe more and more that we should spend more time on the young, as the Brethren in Christ used to do. If children are growing in their understanding and commitment, their parents will likely be drawn to following Jesus, and in turn, to help their children to follow him as well. But in any case, According to Brethren in Christ Bishop Aner Moreon, I'm sorry I know no Spanish, I do not pronounce it well, but Bishop Aner says, Jesus leaves us no confusion as to what he expects us to do in following him. We deny ourselves, take up our cross, and that is exactly what Jesus did when he left his throne to come and be an example for us. We are called to follow Jesus even to the cross. The Gospels talk repeatedly about the requirements of following Jesus. Bishop Honor continues, if following Jesus has not cost you anything, you should take a good look at who you're following. In countries that do not offer religious freedom, I have seen the sacrifices and commitment that it takes to follow Jesus. In my case, Living in a communist country, I felt mocked and insulted for being a Christian. I still remember when I was forced to join the Cuban army. One day, in front of 500 soldiers, a general asked, who here believes in God? I raised my hand, and they got mad at me 
But later, like Joseph, I ended up working as part of the general staff because they needed my services. I was the only follower of Jesus among those communists. Bishop Honor's experience sets a high bar for following Jesus. George Whitfield was a much more effective evangelist than John Wesley and his songwriting brother Charles in terms of leading persons to a faith in Jesus. But Whitfield was not concerned with discipling converts. Wesley set up class meetings where converts called Methodists were nurtured in their faith. As a result, Methodist churches are all over our country today. How many of you grew up in a town that does not have a Methodist church? Wow, look around. None of you. Is there no one? Wow, okay. They did a good job. Um, the Wesleys produced conversions that stuck. Whitfield later admitted, my brother Wesley acted wisely. The souls that were awakened under his ministry were joined in societies and thus preserved the fruit of his labor. This I neglected and my people are a rope of sand. Wesley, or Whitfield's words. We brethren in Christ have always tried to be more like Wesley than Whitfield. We have not had multitudes of converts because we believe in denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Jesus daily. We've always emphasized being the church in addition to growing the church. And hopefully, we are making converts that follow Jesus to the end. Our fifth core value is belonging to the community of faith. We value integrity in relationships and mutual accountability in an atmosphere of grace, love, and acceptance. Some evangelical churches see the faith as a personal, individual relationship with Jesus. The brethren in Christ see faith as something that happens in community. Translations of our English Bible have a deficiency that has likely led to this individualism. There is no way in English to distinguish between you singular and you plural. So when we read in the, you in the Bible, we think it's me. When very often, if not more often, it is us, not me. Our Bible could benefit from our southern brethren and sisters pronoun y'all. We need it in the Bible. Because English Bibles don't have y'all, they do not capture the New Testament focus on the church as community rather than individuals. The brethren in Christ understand that New Testament focus. Emphasis for us is on we, not me. The church, rather than the individual, is our focus. D.L. Moody was visiting a man who rarely came to church. Sitting before a warm fireplace, Moody encouraged the man to attend worship. He responded, I can worship better alone. 
I don't need the church. Moody said nothing, but reached out and took a poker from the fireplace and raked a coal off of the fire. At first, that coal glowed, then gradually it weakened, and finally it went out in a puff of smoke. Wesley made his point without words. We need the fire of God's people to keep our faith alive. The Barna Research Group found that 82% of praying adults most often pray silently to themselves. Brethren in Christ have never been satisfied with that. We also pray together in community. Our brother, Laird Gemberling, has told me over and over again that the most important part of worship for him is prayer. Prayer together is powerful. The Barna Group quotes a pastor who says, I'm a millennial and our generation greatly values community. That doesn't mean we're good at achieving it. The desire for community is a yearning that is largely unfulfilled. Instead, there's an ache and isolation. Bishop Brian Hoke tells us that the community story as the community as the story unfolds in Genesis 1, there's a rhythm in creation. And God said, and it was so, and God saw that it was good. Genesis 2 then zeroed in on the crown jewel of creation, humanity. But after a person was created, Genesis' wonderful rhythm stopped because there was something that was not good. God said, it is not good that a man be alone. Bishop Pope continues, even more astounding is that God does not address the not good by pouring more of himself into the situation. Instead, God created another person. He created human relationships and community. Apparently, there's something so vital about relationships with other people that not even God chose to fill the gap with more of God's self. This demonstrates that relationships are imperative and woven into the very fabric of who we are. We are designed to live in vital connectedness with each other. That idea is central to what the church family of brethren in Christ value, belonging to the community of God, community of faith. Jesus prays that his disciples might be one. In John 17, 23, the disciple that Jesus loved records Jesus' heart for us. May the disciples be brought to complete unity and let the world know, to let the world know that you sent me. Community is a crucial reason why Jesus came among us. The Brethren in Church, Christ Church emphasizes belonging to the community of faith. In conclusion, our Brethren in Christ core values have special meaning for us. Experience God, God's love and grace means both accepting God's offer of salvation and denying ourselves, taking up our cross, 
and following Jesus. We do not just believe the Bible, but we also value the Bible as the, God's authoritative word. We study it together. We build our lives on its truth. Worshiping God can involve a variety of music styles and liturgical patterns as long as it is God-honoring, spirit-directed, and life-changing. Following Jesus is more than a decision. It also involves wholehearted obedience to Jesus through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And belonging to the community of faith means we are not only individuals who need the church to follow Jesus, but a gathered body that worships and lives according to the liturgy that is a liturgy that is countercultural to our self-focused world. These are the core values that we brethren in Christ believe. But the brethren in Christ are less concerned with belief than with practice. We grew up with, hey, words are cheap, show me. Putting core values into practice, they become brethren in Christ, identity in action. Let's close with a prayer that is a mosaic of the prayers that our bishops use in the devotionals for this week of prayer and fasting. Again, if you want the devotionals, BICUS 2023 week of prayer and fasting. Let's pray. Lord, help us to value your free gift of salvation that transforms us through the work of your Spirit. Help us to grow by carefully studying the Bible together and eagerly obeying what it says. As we worship this coming year, renew our wonder, awe, and gratitude for the grace we receive through Jesus. As we walk together, may we announce your love in clear ways to those around us. Thank you for the opportunity in the new year to follow Jesus more closely every day so that one day God can say, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of your Lord.